It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Isn't this a sports show? We have 18 minutes left, and we haven't actually talked about anything. Almost entirely. Whenever we come back, we'll talk about football. That's a promise that we probably will not be able to live up to. That's next. This is Almost Entirely Sports with Joshua Briscoe. Whenever every other station in the city is on a commercial break, maybe we won't be. On 1510 AM, 94.5 FM, and the ESPN Kansas City Facebook page. This isn't exactly how I phrase it, but this is the more concise way for me to be saying this. This show's better when I prepare more. (laughs) Duh. Keep up with the show on Twitter at J.B. Briscoe. If you want to throw bread at me for five bucks, you can 100% do that. On ESPN Kansas City. Breaking news. A personnel move here in Kansas City. The clear breaking news of the day. The most influential move of the day. Happening here in Kansas City Sports. May have missed it if you were caught up in some of the other big moves happening. The Royals declined Jason Hamill's $12 million option. Really big. Uh, the Chiefs didn't do anything, though. So, that uh, that was a bit of a letdown, right, guys? Also, uh, Woody Page on Around the Horn right now has a thing on his board that says, I was diagnosed as colorblind. It came completely out of the green. <laughs> Which makes me laugh. There's a joke to follow up the sadness that, that many of you are feeling if Twitter is of in, of any indication. The Chiefs do not make a move at the deadline today. Today's NFL trade deadline has just come and gone an hour ago. Some moves were made. Haha Clinton Dix was sent to Washington. It will be the second time that uh, Clinton Dix has uh, an impact on Washington, D.C. Loser. Hey. I like that joke. Loser. Fair enough. I would prefer the rim shot, but that's I probably deserve the loser. Hit me with that again. You don't have a third one? Comedy's in threes beards. Loser. Thank you. So we'll loser. Uh, four. Comedy isn't in fours. Nothing's in fours. What comes in fours? You get six packs. Comedy comes in threes. There are four packs of things. 
That's pretty rare, though. Eh, depends. Comedy does not come in four packs. Beers, I'm punishing you by asking you to come in and fix my uh, air conditioner slider, which I forgot to do before the show today. Thank you. So here's what we had happen. I have a really good question from from somebody on Twitter that I'm going to answer about Brett Veach here in just a second. Thank you. Be- no, Beards. No, other way, please. Don't. If you make the studio too hot, I will n- I'll cease to function. I will, uh, I'll answer the question of, is Brett Veach playing with house money at this point, or does he feel that way? But before I answer that, I want to give you the quick takeaways from a team that didn't make a move at the deadline, despite having very clear strengths and then extremely clear weakness. The Chiefs, stylistically, are the exact type of team that should have made a move today. Not with the, specific, the specifics of the Chiefs yet. But in theory, theoretically altogether... The Chiefs are exactly the type of team that makes a trade at the deadline. They have a best-in-the-sport strength. For the Chiefs, of course, that's the offense. And they have a borderline worst-in-the-sport weakness. So you try to amend your weakness without hurting your strength, and then you go in a Super Bowl. That's generally how this goes. The Chiefs didn't do it, and here are my takeaways. Number one, the Chiefs' safeties, the biggest issue on this team right now. The Chiefs' safeties, even with Daniel Sorensen returning, are bottom of the league. Maybe not the worst in football, but they are in the bottom third, no question. Even with Dan Sorensen, don't fool yourself. I feel like a lot of us are getting caught up. We were getting caught up in Armani Watts, and he got hurt. Getting Now we're, we're suddenly remembering that, oh, Daniel Sorensen, maybe Daniel Sorensen fixes everything. He's not going to. Eric Murray, maybe he... No, he stunk. Ron Parker, ooh, he was terrible. Jordan Lucas. Jordan Lucas is the new savior for the safety position. Those guys are all fine contributors. None of them are solving this issue, though. So, even with Daniel Sorensen, the Chiefs came into today with a group of safeties that are in the bottom of the league. Second takeaway, that changes if Eric Berry returns. If Eric Berry returns, they add a playmaker to their worst position which obviously helps them tremendously. Will Eric Berry return? I have no idea. And neither do you. There are people that I like on Twitter, people that I interact with a lot that are saying, you know what, I would bet Eric Berry's coming back. Eric Berry is going to be back this year. And then there are also people that are going, Eric Berry's not going to play down this year. You don't know. I don't know. I don't know if Eric Berry or the Chiefs know. I don't know if the doctors know. I just don't know. And so, if I'm the Chiefs looking at a Super Bowl contending roster that I have right now, my hunch, my my yearning was to go ahead and prepare as if you're not going to get him. Prepare as if you're not going to get Eric Berry. And try to win a Super Bowl without him. And then if he does come back, he's good enough that you will make room for him. If you trade for Landon Collins or HaHa Clinton Dix, you trade for one of those guys, and then Eric Berry returns. Sorry to Jordan Lucas, Eric Murray, Ron Parker, Dan Sorensen. Sorry, guys. You now take a back seat because Eric Berry is here, and he and Landon Collins are now playing together. Those are two takeaways. I had someone tweet me and told me to crush Brett Veach today. 
Number three, here's why I won't. The Chiefs, right now, at 4.07 Central Time, an hour and seven minutes after they did not make a move at the end of the trade deadline, right now the Chiefs are a top two team in the AFC. Period. No, no discussion to be had. Am I missing anybody? No, right? It's the Chiefs and Patriots. You put them in the order you want, whatever. The Patriots were having a little trouble with the Bills for a bit last night. Like, a couple of flawed teams. AFC North has got some good teams in it. The Chiefs destroyed one of them, beat another, and will have a chance at the, uh, the third, well, the, currently really the fourth team this week, and then uh, also the, the Ravens later on this year. We'll know about the Chiefs in the AFC North. So far, so good. And the other thing is that I want to clarify, I would have really liked for this team to have gotten some defensive back help. Janoris Jenkins was interesting. Landon Collins was interesting. HaHa Clinton Dix was interesting. I My ears perked up at all of those names. I, I quote tweeted every rumor of those guys getting moved around today. I think the best thing the Chiefs could have done would have been to have bolstered their defensive backfield. There is also a different element to Earl Thomas versus Landon Collins or HaHa. Down that line, it it becomes less impactful, and I understand that. I, I wish desperately they would have gotten Earl Thomas. I hope desperately they return Eric Berry. But I also don't want to get into the sort of toothless take of, well, they're getting Dan Sorensen back. I can't, I can't do that anymore. Getting Daniel Sorensen back isn't, it isn't even close to being able to say, ah, oh, yes, well, they just traded for Landon Collins. It's just, it's just different. Just as Landon Collins isn't the same as getting Earl Thomas. The problem is that the trade deadline acquisition isn't Earl Thomas or Landon Collins or Patrick Peterson or Hawk Clinton Dix or Janoris Jenkins. It's Daniel Sorensen. And that kind of bumps me out. I also think you have to see at this point, man, the Chiefs are betting on Eric Berry. And if he comes back, if he does the Bob Sanders thing, if he plays... Week, I don't know, like 15 and 16, and then takes off week 17, hoping that they don't need that win, whatever, I don't know. But like, if he, if he plays week 15, and then he gets a couple of weeks off, comes back for the playoff games, and you just try to force him through those playoff games. If he plays like Eric Berry while, while he's out there, pain and everything, then, it's, then it works, man. It's fine. If he was close to playing without significant repercussions, I think he would have played against New England. I think I would have played him against New England because that game has huge implications for a, an, an AFC championship game either happening in Kansas City or in New England. But if the plan is, hey, we're, gonna, we're not even going to think about bringing you back till week 13... Then so be it, I suppose, right? But what the Chiefs did today is one of two things. 
You you may say, well, why would they have given up a second round pick for eight games of Landon Collins or a third round pick for eight games of Haha Clinton Dix? Well, if they weren't going to give a contract extension to either of those guys, and I said yesterday I would have expected one for either of them. If there was no contract extension to be had, and again, I think there probably should have been and would have been, but not making those moves is either a statement of grand confidence in Eric Berry, or it's a conscious decision that Brett Veach made that he would not give up his draft ammunition next year to have Collins or HaHa out there versus the Rams or the, the Patriots. Maybe both of them, ideally. Or the Saints in the suit, whatever you know, it, you you wouldn't you wouldn't give up next year's draft pick to have Landon Collins there to make sure Todd Gurley doesn't kick your ass for two hours. You you wouldn't pay to have Haha out there to cover Rob Gronkowski in an AFC Championship game. I maybe and maybe that's the right call, but I I do think that's what it is. It clearly. Clearly, it's the Chiefs saying the value wasn't there. And maybe they were only interested in getting eight games out of either of those guys. But I look ahead to where this would have paid off or will not would not have paid off. And like you can look at a bunch of different third and fourth round picks. I know Eric Murray is getting a lot of run this year. Also in the fourth round, Armani Watts was getting people pretty excited this year for his injury. You can go up to a late, like the last pick in the second round. Maybe it's Tano Passanio who's not getting on the field. Maybe it's Chris Jones who who ends up making some big plays. Although Chris Jones was a very high second round pick. Maybe it's Dorian O'Daniel, right? Whatever. Maybe it's Derek Nadi. Those guys matter. Those guys are, are looking good. There have been successes in the second, third, and fourth rounds for the Chiefs in recent years. There have also been some busts. Maybe it's Kavari Russell. But all of that notwithstanding, you know exactly what Landon Collins, Hawkland Dix, Janoris Jenkins, whatever, all those guys, you know what those guys bring to the table. And if you're the Chiefs, you are in a place right now where you can, you don't have to, but you can make your decisions to the end goal of winning the 2019 Super Bowl in the you know, 2018 season in, in February 2019. This year's Super Bowl. You can make decisions working towards that. I don't know if, if as long as I've been a Chiefs fan, if that's ever been how the Chiefs have, have been able to operate. I don't know if it's ever really been about, here's the move that helps us win a Super Bowl this year. Because even like last year with Alex Smith, like you know you have Pat Mahomes back there, and so if they don't win the Super Bowl as currently constructed, you're not going to mortgage the future with Patrick Mahomes to try to get Alex Smith another peg further down the board. And that's also the counter-argument to not making a move now. It's, it's saying we don't want to mortgage the next five years with Patrick Mahomes by trading for any number of these guys. And if it was going to be as rental, it would be a bit of a mortgaging. Patrick Peterson wouldn't have been 
a, a trade and then an extension for any of the guys we've rattled off a thousand times now. Thomas or Peterson or HaHa or Collins or whatever. Uh, there were multiple years on Janoris Jenkins' deal. Those those are not moves that mortgage your future. Those also bolster your future. You're just investing them in a way that's different than using your draft picks to pick a rookie out of college. Not every trade is a mortgage of your future whenever you're acquiring a player. But if, if it was simply just for eight games of either of those guys, then it would have been on, on some level. I can admit that. That's not, that's not hard. You don't have to fight that. But how, how sure are you that you're building for five years? Why can't you keep five years, this five-year plan in mind while also trying to win right now? I'm guessing that next year, the Chiefs do make a move at the trade deadline. I would 100% believe that. I, I think Tyreek Hill is getting an extension this offseason, but that, that cap hit might not even kick in next year. You get a bunch of dead money off the cap next year. You've got your your quarterback and running back and for now uh, wide number one wide receiver all on their rookie deals, all of them. You have immense talent and a lot of cap space to work with. This offseason, the Chiefs are going to make a big free agent signing. They're going to have a whole array of draft picks. They're going to probably make a move at the deadline. And they're going to try to win the Super Bowl next year, like in a big way. Next year is all hands on deck. I would also like to see them just do that two two, two years in a row. That's kind of my question at this point is, hey, why not? I don't know. Uh, I got a really good tweet right before the show started. I said I would get to it in like two minutes, and it's been uh, it's been twenty minutes. So sorry, um, but it was a tweet from uh, from Tony Lost underscore Lobo twenty one on Twitter. Thank you, Tony, for asking the question. He said, "Do you think Veach believes he's playing with house money at this point?" And it's a really good question. Not because it leads me to exactly where I want to go, but it, because it, I don't know the answer 100%, but I have a couple of feelings, and they can go in some different directions. I think the answer is yes, to the extent that the plan was always to win next year's Super Bowl. Where the plan was for this year, you, you've got some dead cat money you carry. Eric Berry is really complicating things. What's going on with him? I don't know. That was probably never in the plan. But now you've got that on the table. You're still getting Patrick Mahomes into an offense that he hasn't run before. You've got a lot of weapons, but they're still getting all acclimated together. Your defense has a lot of issues even after investing in it so much this offseason. I think the goal for this year, at the beginning of the season, was just to have the team in the best possible place for next year's real run. And then whatever happens this year, you take it. If it's the AFC West, great. If it's a wild card spot, great. Maybe it's a playoff win, awesome. I don't think Brett Veach thought this team was going to go 7-1. and I don't think that he thought this was going to be the best offense in football. 
I don't think I don't think they thought this was happening. I don't think the front office thought it was going to go this way. So to that extent, I do think Brett Veach is playing with house money a little bit. Even in his own mind. On the other hand, I think the answer is no. Because I think that Brett Veach looks at this and he goes, wow, well, we got ahead of the curve on this one in a way that I did not expect. But I also understand the value of where we're at right now. I think that is a big part of it. I think that's undoubtedly true. I don't. I think that everyone in the organization is a little surprised by seven and one best offense in football straight out of the gate. But I also think they see the value in where they're at right now, and I think they see that that there's a real chance to win it all this year. So, I don't think that this house money thing is giving Brett Veach and and Andy Reid a lethargic attitude. I don't think that's happening. I do think they're ahead of where they thought they would be. Does that make sense? The answer is both yes and no. I think they're ahead of where they thought they'd be, but th- th- that's not holding them back from acting more on this year. I think whenever you're ahead of the, the, the schedule, y- y- the, the way to go about that is to continue trying to push the schedule up, like, or, or, or at least taking advantage of whatever it was that happened to move you ahead of schedule. You don't need to to pull up, and I don't think the Chiefs are doing that. But apparently in their evaluation, the guys that got moved today weren't worth the the picks to improve upon the defense right now. I'm not sure that I believe that those were all all of the right calls. I'm not sure that I believe that those are the right actions. But that's what they were thinking. You can always watch the show on a daily basis on ESPN Kansas City and on Almost Entirely Sports Facebook pages. Today we're also over on 810 because it's a Seth Kaiser Tuesday. And also we got big news to talk about here today. Um, and so I see a bunch of people currently watching on the Facebook. So I'm going to go ahead and take some comments here now before we end up taking a break. Uh, Sam says we should have offered a third for Clinton Dix and a 2023rd uh, for a good corner. I wouldn't have hated that. I do think it matters in a big way, though, what what the Chiefs' plan is uh, upon trading for HaHa or for Collins. I'm trying to minimize the number of times I have to say the phrase Clinton Dix. It's really tough for me. I'm having uh-huh. a very hard time. So I'm saying HaHa. Imagine if his name was Clinton Dix HaHa. It'd be even worse. It'd be strange. Anyway. Uh, Clinton says, Trez Paler made me feel better. Jenkins is too expensive. All the other safeties weren't fill-ins. I saw Giants wanted a one or two plus next year pick. Crap, ton for nothing after this season. Again, this all this all really hinges on if you think they're going to get a contract from you. And the Chiefs 
obviously know what their plan was. I don't know what their plan was. But I think that there would have been an extension for those guys. Um, that's a lot of picks for, for Landon Collins, though. Also, if you knew that you were going to be able to use your first and second round pick to go get Landon Collins uh, in, in the draft, you would do it. Reginald says, you got it, when you uh, got a chance to win a Super Bowl, you go for it. It's been 45-plus years since this organization has played in a Super Bowl. You want perspective in the darkest way, Ordano Ventura. You can take perspective in a number of ways. You can go tragic uh, death. You can go catastrophic injury. You can go team structure crumbling. You can go a lot of directions for for perspective on that. There was somebody who was pitching uh, for the Dodgers in the in the World Series that was a former Royal. I can't remember who it was already. Um, but someone tweeted and said, I really wish we had this picture whose name currently escapes me. But you know what I like more? And it was a picture of the Sports Illustrated cover of the Royals winning the World Series. Like, that's... That's pretty good perspective. Ryan Madsen? I don't think so. You just keep looking for names. Scott Alexander. Scott Alexander. I thought his name started with an S, but I couldn't place it. Yeah, the tweet said, I, 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 uh, I'd really like to have Scott Alexander, but you know what I like more? Cover of Sports Illustrated of the Royals winning the World Series. And so the question there has to be, how much are you taking away from future Chiefs? Your organization a year, two, three, four down the road in order to try to submit your chances in the Super Bowl this year. What the Chiefs are telling us right now is that they are they are here to to win with how they've constructed this offense. They're here to win by believing in how good this offense has been, even when it surprised them. And they're here for Eric Berry. They think that this defense is going to continue to be an Eric Berry defense at some point in the season. They simply must believe that. Or again, as I as I said, um, it would be kind of startling, but there's also a chance that they simply think that it wasn't worth the cost. Or they're just waiting until the offseason. I don't remember whether or not it was you or whoever else, but it was like with that Patrick Peterson stuff. Mm-hmm. The way that the way that his statement sounded was like, yep. I'll be the good soldier for the regular season, and yep. then in the offseason I went out. This, and that I could was, be those were my targeting. wise words. Okay, um, and it could be, but the problem is that doesn't help this year. That doesn't help for this Super Bowl, which the Chiefs have a legitimate chance to win. Eddie says we want playoff wins. Just saying, I get it. Dale says this discussion's making me glad I'm not Brett Veach. That's I get it. Although Sam said this situation makes me wish I was Brett Veach. It's complicated. Brant says it means Barry and Houston better come back at 150%. I think Houston will be back. He's got like, what, like it's a hamstring or something? He'll get there. I have no idea what's going on with Eric Barry. Because he's not really getting better. Eric Barry Eric Barry's not really getting better. He is day-to-day, though. He is, he is literally day-to-day. Eric Barry is not really getting better. He's just continuing to have a bone jutting into his Achilles tendon. I feel like they would have gotten surgery on already. I think that they probably should have done that um, as soon as they realized that was there. 
unless they're doing some of that like crazy like sonic stuff or like blasting like sound waves at it to chip it away. You can do that with bone spurs, but with the, the difference between the bone spur and the Haglund's deformity is there's like it's like a knob on the back of his foot. Like it's not like these little spikes from what I've seen about it. It's like it's not actually, but it's like a golf ball. It's not that big. I don't think. I think it's a you know maybe half one. I don't know. Ryan says, let's just pray this week doesn't look like OU versus Texas Tech. I would love if this week looked like OU versus Texas Tech. Um, Robert says, at least I could, I could take some comfort in knowing that I get to watch Mahomes versus Cleveland this weekend. Um, oh, people, both uh, Sam and my dad said that it was Kyle Alexander before you found it, Beards. Thank you. Um, Ryan just he says he hopes that Mahomes goes Super Saiyan in the playoffs. I would also be with that. And it might need to be that Sam says we should have done it we should have traded for Clinton Dix Robert says we should have IR'd Eric Berry during training camp I don't know how to do with that or what to do with that I don't know what to do with that man I don't I don't think that putting Eric Berry on IR solves anything what's the logic behind that right for me it's oh it's so you can roster Josh Shaw Without any problem. I guess Leon McQuay would still be on the roster. Man, I'd rather have the chance of Eric Berry returning at some point here. Like, in retrospect, now he'd be a candidate to be designated to return from IR. But that that bottom of the roster spot for Leon McQuay isn't isn't, isn't changing anything. Kindle says some people overvalue draft picks. Other people overvalue the effect player X of the trade block would have had on their team. That's fair. And, and I do think that we've largely gone from overvaluing players and undervaluing picks to now overvaluing picks and undervaluing the effect of individual players. At this point, it's just, it is tough. It is really, really tough to say that this secondary wouldn't be considerably better with Landon Collins instead of, instead of it being Van Sorensen. Edwards says EB can't return. Uh, if he does, it'll be, I know we need to take a break, Beards. I understand. I'm taking, doing a long first segment, reading some comments. He says uh, Barry can't return. Even if he does, it'll be for the playoffs. That's all. Uh, he has a knife in his heel, period. It's what it feels like. He has two games, I would think, in him this year. All right, so here's the thing. One, we just don't know. I don't know what it feels like is in Eric Barry's heel. You don't know if having a knife feeling in his heel then having two weeks off, does that does he feel great the next week again? I have no, I don't know. Does a week between the AFC Championship game and the Super Bowl make him feel brand new again, or does he feel terrible as soon as he plays again? I have no idea. And honestly, I just like I don't want to sound like a bleephole, but you don't know either. You don't know that he's got two games in him. That's totally random. Just a random pull out of the air kind of thing. The the element of it that, that gives me a slight reason for, again, slight optimism, is that if the Chiefs if the Chiefs thought he had two games in him at any point, or if they thought that, hey, you know what, this is really going to keep him out forever here, then they would have put him on IR. They would have sent him to some sort of surgery. They're, they're, they're in all likelihood... They should have made a move sooner than they did if it was surgery, if it was managing it differently. They should have done that differently from the beginning. 
But my thought is, at no point have they ever thought that he wouldn't be good eight weeks from that day. The problem is, he wasn't eight weeks away eight weeks ago because he's still out. Week two, he might not have been eight weeks away yet because I think we're going to get through week 10 without seeing him. What about right now? Obviously, right now, they think he'll be good within the next eight weeks because eight weeks from now is week 17. And then playoffs, right? So maybe they think, but if they're wrong, you just carry the guy. At this point, now, as of this side of 3 o'clock today, the Eric Berry conversation changes. At this point, you do keep him on the active roster. At this point, you do keep saying he's day-to-day. At this point, you do figure out how he can at least be around for the playoffs. Because at this point, you need him to be. Because there is no other way to fix the secondary. The deadline passed, and that's what we learned today. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, Facebook, and also the podcast. If you're listening to this show through any sort of digital medium, uh, right now you're getting some bonus content. This is a busy day with a lot of questions, a lot of comments on Facebook. Whenever we are loaded up with questions and comments, there are no commercial breaks for you, either on Facebook or listening to the podcasts, uh, because we'll just dive into the comment sections during a break. We'll keep doing the show while the terrestrial radio chumps are listening to, you know, actual commercials that help keep us on the air. So don't tell. But uh, we'll hit on some of these right now, both on the ESPN Kansas City Facebook page and the Sports Radio 810 Facebook page. I'm currently trying to open both of them. Internet's not doing a great job of that. Beards, keep an eye on Chiefs and sports, would you? If you're listening on the Facebook page right now, you're watching a video on Facebook Live, please do us a favor and leave us a little thumbs up. There are no real ads, but I'm giving an ad to ourselves right now. Uh, if you like the show, if you're watching the show, if you're enjoying the show, if you think it doesn't suck, at least like it, maybe leave it a heart. Um, or, if you really love it, Share it with a friend who you think would like to have this show in their lives and uh, could could use a couple more hours of Chiefs talk every day. Along with that, if you're listening on the podcast, subscribe. Almost Entirely Sports is now on Spotify. It's on Apple Music, Apple Podcasts. It's on Google Play. It's everywhere. So do that. Um, over on Sports Radio at 10's comment section, we'll keep taking some of these in the actual show as well. Seth Kaiser joins us at 5. Caleb says, can we start a GoFundMe for giving Eric Berry the robotic legs that Darth Maul has? Uh, yes. Yes, we can. That's, that's my favorite. That's my favorite way. Spoiler alert for the Clone Wars animated series. And Solo. We never see the robotic legs, though, right? Or we do see them. They're, they're not spider legs. I'm thinking about the spider legs. I want Eric Berry playing with spider legs. 
Aaron says Ford will be gone. Houston's getting too much. I'd release him also. The linebacker is the highest paid in the NFL. And we're th- in 30th in defense. With the D-line we have, we should be able to stop the run. $40 million in two players always hurts. Venting a lot with all these lack of trades. SMH. I get it, Aaron. This is a safe place for you to vent. If you say something dumb, I will dunk on you. But I, you're good here. Um, here's the thing. So next year, we don't know about D Ford. I, we're going to talk about D Ford a lot this offseason and late this season. I'm going to keep watching D Ford very closely. I don't know what has happened to him yet. Uh, cutting Justin Houston next year would leave a lot of dead cap space. It might be worth it. I'm not sure. The injuries are obviously deeply concerning. Um, the defensive line, not great. Jared says, are we waiting for Brady to retire within the next couple of years? Um, I think there's always an element of having the guy that takes over the mantle next, but right now the Chiefs have the cheat code, which is having a quarterback on a rookie contract. That's why the Rams have so much talent. So, that's that. Um, Aaron says, Clark Hunt did what he does. This team will be fine. We'll probably win a playoff game without making a move, but no way they're winning a Super Bowl with a secondary that's ownership is their own time and time again. They're okay with just putting butts in the seats. I don't know how you can say that at this point, man. I don't have any like grand love for Clark Hunt or anything. But this team's spending its whole salary cap. This isn't like what's happening in Oakland right now. I don't know. Show's coming back. You're listening to Almost Entirely Sports. I'm not a big fan of country music, but I think I could write a country music song called The Chiefs Hate It When I'm Happy. That feels like something that would work just fine. Yeah. Garth Brooks, of course. Twang, 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 twang. With Joshua Briscoe. She broke my heart once again. I should have known she would trade another man. Oh, I don't want to get too savvy. With my heart on my sleeve, the Chiefs hate it when I'm happy. Twang, 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 twang. On ESPN Kansas City. All right, so as I've said many times, this show is everywhere, right? We're on... Spotify now. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Play. We're on today the ESPN Kansas City Facebook page, the Sports Radio 810 Facebook page. Um, you, any Android podcast app that auto populates from the other places. Almost highly sports Facebook page. Did I say that already? At this point, the only way that you are not listening to the show is if you just don't like it. Which is not possible. Which is impossible. No. This show, if I've said it once, I've said it a million times. This show is for everyone. Everyone will like this show. That's obviously not true. Um, but a bunch of you have interacted throughout the day, so we'll continue to take a bunch of comments from any of the Facebook pages. Um, please pardon our mess as we scroll through to try to keep up with all of them. One that I was taking during the commercial break uh, was from Aaron about Clark Hunt. I don't think that you can make this about Clark Hunt at this point. I, I know that there's criticism for him in different places. Um, I don't have any grand love for Clark Hunt. I thought he came out really weak during all of the national anthem um, controversies. I, I, he had some. He was, you know, middle of the pack to speak on it. Really legless, spineless. You know, just just nothing. Just very vanilla. That's what Clark Hunt is. Um, I don't hate him. I don't mean. I'm not speaking bad on him. I also don't have a ton of like great things to say. He's fine. He just. I think Clark Hunt would like to be one of the NFL owners that just sort of exists in the shadows, and that's probably the best way to go about it because this team has a couple different faces. It's got Andy Reid now. It's got Brett Veach to a lesser extent. And it's got Pat Mahomes. So. That's all fine with me. But they, it's not like the Chiefs aren't spending up to their salary cap. Like right now, Oakland fans have a real gripe. Not just with the team moving, but also 
Part of the reason behind that Khalil Mack trade was apparently that the, the, the Raiders just have a cash flow problem. So they didn't want to pay Khalil Mack a ton of money. They have a straight-up cash flow problem. That's nuts. The Chiefs aren't in that um, regard. So that's not what, that's what happened with, with the Chiefs with Clark Hunt. Don't worry about it. Beard, you got a comment? Uh, I do over on the Almost Dark Sports page. Okay. Uh, Dre says, honestly, with our roster and maybe the return of Eric Berry, could we win at all? That's the thing, man. The answer to that is yes. Unequivocally, yes. Um, if Eric Berry at any point returns and he plays like Eric Berry, this team is at least the favorite in the AFC, and then weird bleep can happen in the Super Bowl. Without Eric Berry, this team is still the second best team in football at least, or in the AFC at least. It's one of those early takeaways. I think they should have made a move. I wish they would have made a move. They had options too. I don't think it would have been mortgaging the future. And I still think they're the clear, a clear top two team in the AFC. You can put them in the Patriots in whatever order you want. But they're beating everybody else. And if the Chiefs played New England again tomorrow, well, the Patriots played a game last night, so probably not tomorrow. But if the Chiefs played the Patriots again this weekend. Well, they played the Bills yesterday. It's not never really That game was close for a while. It was like 9-6 in the third quarter, and then Derek Anderson got concussed, I think. I wasn't watching because I don't hate myself. now Nathan Peterman's starting. Yeah, I saw that. Bills fans. That's, it's got to be tough, man. Like Josh Allen was Well, they're savior. all in the parking lot jumping on flaming tables. You understand why, though, now? Because you, it's either jump through a flaming table or have one thrown at your face by Nathan Peterman. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I do think that this team, as currently constructed, has a chance. And I wish I would have said this earlier. I'm making a habit of saying things in the 40th minute of the show that I wish I would have said in the third minute of the show. It's about playing the odds. They're probably, top of my head, six or seven teams that could win the Super Bowl. I think there are four, maybe five, that definitely can. And the Chiefs are in that second group, by the way. And there are teams outside of it, you know, it's like the Panthers and Ravens um, and teams like that. Those teams can win a bunch of games, be the Giants of several years ago, make a run as a wild card team. The Chargers are in that group. They get Joey Bosa back, sure. But it's about maximizing your chances. The Chiefs have as good of a chance as anybody. Maybe not quite as good of a chance as New Orleans in, in, um, in L.A., but about as good of a chance as the Patriots. Four teams, right? So, yeah, they absolutely could. Comment? Uh, Dre also says, D4 is balling right now. Houston will be getting his legs back, and our linebackers are close to getting the communication together. I actually buy that for the most part. Anthony Hitchens' rib injury is a problem. Um, Anthony Hitchens' healthy was a bit of a problem. But I I buy the tandem of Houston and Ford. I think, I think Houston gets back relatively soon. And... Um, and I think that that pass rush could be deadly again. And the pass rush, even that Justin Houston, has been pretty damn good. you have another one, Beards? I do. Uh, Joshua nice. asks, Josh, do you see the Chiefs being able to make the Pats punt in the playoff game, or will this be a repeat of the 0-3 no-punt game? I th- Mark it down. Mark this. Beards, ready? <clears throat> if the Chiefs and the Patriots play in the AFC Championship game, 
either in Kansas City or in New England, I think that the New England Patriots will punt the ball. Did you mark it? Thank you. Save that for posterity. I was making sure you were done. I was done. I think there will be a punt if there's Justin Houston as another pass rusher rotating through. You, you, you've got Houston and Ford, and then you can start doing some... I, Bob Sutton is slow as bleep to this. You can start doing some different things with Speaks and Passing Yo. You can be doing some different things with how you use all of those guys. You have four pass rushers. You can put three of them on the field at the same time if you want. Let Passigno do what Reggie Ragland did to Case Keenum uh, on Sunday, where it's just like that, where it's just this baffling, incredible, like up the middle destruction while D Ford's closing around the edge already. Like, there's you have options. If Bob Sutton wants to get creative, Dorian O'Daniel is playing better and more now than he was during or before that Patriots game. I think it's reasonable to think that the defense is on its way to a better place slightly. I still think it's improvable, though, because again, it is largely about those about maximizing your odds, maximizing your chances and opportunities. Um, Robert says you mentioned earlier you imagine the Chiefs making a big time free agent acquisition uh, this offseason. Could that player be Earl Thomas? Ooh, oh, I like that. We're getting in, we're getting very close to NBA territory by doing that, which is talking about the next offseason. Talking about the next offseason, about about four games into the regular season. Brian's losing patience. Like, we were legitimately talking about where Kevin Durant's going to go next year before this season tipped off. But yeah, Robert, I could. It partially depends on, like, his leg and whatnot. But yeah, I think the Chiefs are going to call the Cardinals back about Patrick Peterson before the draft. I think that, that Earl Thomas is going to have a workout here, I would certainly imagine. It also partially depends on what exactly happened with Eric Berry and all of those moves now. The rest of the season matter for all of those. And there's a chance that the big signing the Chiefs have is actually D Ford. I don't know. I'm a little that makes me a little nervous. Uh, Caleb says, imagine if in the offseason we signed Earl Thomas and traded for Patrick Peterson. Do we have enough money if we let go of Ford or Houston? Ford can just walk. Um so that would be fine. Cutting Houston. I need to see what he looks like whenever he gets back, man. I can't have the the cut Justin Houston conversation just yet. No, like not to say that anyone else that you're being an idiot by thinking about it. You're probably smart to think about it. I just can't right now. The the numbers on it are doable, but it's not how I want to spend the time at the moment. I'll right, do for another break. If you're listening to the podcast or to the Facebook, don't go anywhere because we don't take commercial breaks there anymore. Uh, if you're listening on terrestrial radio, oh, hold on, we'll be back in like four minutes. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You guys ever tried talking for legitimately two straight hours? Bleep is tough. I'm not going to because it's family friendly, but I could theoretically curse right now. Where's in the break? We're in, don't say don't, beards. I'll bleep you up. It's Facebook. 
and podcasts. You could curse in those. Um, okay, so on the Justin Houston situation... Oh, bleep it. That's 2018. I'm trying to give you some research and some numbers on this one. Uh, Justin Houston next year could be released and save $15 million against the cap. It would cost almost six. Um, that would be rough. Also, wait a second. Either over the cap has given me something different here than usual, or something has changed with Eric Berry's numbers? That's worth keeping an eye on. Sorry for the long, awkward silence. I'll have to look into that after the show, probably. Um, but the numbers that I usually see on over the cap seem slightly different at the moment. I don't know exactly why. But whenever you switch it over now to a post-June 1st cut, the numbers are a little bit different. Oh, no, now they're back to what I remember saying. What was that? Hmm. Okay, well, if anything crazy happens, I'll let you guys know. Um, maybe Over the Cap has been feeding me some wrong information. Who knows? Anyway, some comments. Uh, we'll get back over to the ESPN Kansas City page here in just a second. If you're watching on Facebook, give it a like. Uh, so Caleb says if we, if we uh, trade all those or sign all those guys we talked about already. Um, let's see... Oh, we caught now we caught up on 810 comments. So if you're on the 810 page and you have more comments, just feed them in there. We'll get to some more of them throughout this commercial break in the next show. Sam says over on ESPN Kansas City that we should keep D Ford. Um, he's been great. There's an element there of uh, there's an element there of let's just wait and see what happens. Like let's let's see this pan out. Because there's like the contract year situation, and then there's the fact that he's been like the best edge rusher in football this year, which is crazy. I don't know. Um, Robert says that he has to go uh, listen in the car before Seth comes on so he can sit in traffic and enjoy being stuck there. Um, I'm sorry you have to listen to the, the comments, Robert, but I appreciate you uh, finding a way to listen terrestrially also. Eddie says, I just like to know if Ford can play like he is now when it's not a contract year. We'll talk more about D4. I'll give you a few minutes on D4 whenever we come back. Um, RJ says, I can't even talk about next offseason. We're actually vying for a championship, man. That's I think that's totally fair. Um, I say um way more when I'm reading comments than I do just talking normally. It's because I'm scrolling. Claude says, if we cut Houston or walk away from Ford, Oakland's first in line. Do we want that? Nah. I don't know, man. I'm... D Ford in Oakland feels like a problem. I don't know why. I don't know. That might maybe he'll kill Pat Mahomes. Who knows? Uh, all right, show's coming back. You are listening to almost entirely sports. I would be so upset if someone just heard the last five minutes. If someone was just like just leaving work late and like, oh god, like I just I need I need to get home. You know what I want to do? I'm going to tune into ESPN Kansas City. <laughs> sure. I bet they've got great sports stuff. Yes, with Joshua Briscoe. Uh, ESPN Kansas City sounds like a place where I could at least get a little bit of a Chiefs Chargers preview. Let's flip over to that station. Mad pooper. Oh, uh, they're talking about poop on ESPN Kansas City. 
Let's take a couple minutes to talk about D4. What do you say? There was a... Um, There was a comment here from Eddie, by the way, during the comment, during the breaks, I was talking about how I say, um, while I'm reading Facebook comments, and I don't really say it while ever I'm, um, while I'm talking as much, even though I just did. But Ryan says it's because when you're talking, your, um, is looking up. Does that mean looking up at the TV and I get distracted, or does he mean looking up something on the internet? Either way is true. Because I, I, I have the most stops in my brain whenever I look up, and I see... <laughs> Tony Kornheiser and Michael Wilbon talking about more likely to finish unbeaten, Bama or UCF. But like, if it's a more interesting topic, I'll look up and I'll go, um, well, I'm actually trying to like read the topic or something. So yes, that's a, the, the reason that I read that comment is because it is uncanny how much time I've spent in front of this damn camera to the, like, and to the point where like Ryan, who's in the comments very frequently, like he's a frequent watcher of the show and all that, but it's weird to me that people know my nonverbal tics. That is so strange. But it also makes me feel good because I know that you're watching. So thank you, Ryan, for making me realize how much of myself I've put out on the internet. Um, also, if you'd like to see, if you haven't already seen me tweet it out or put out my Instagram earlier, at JB Briscoe, I have these new plaid pants that you can see on the Facebook now that I'm really thrilled about. Um, they're just like a black and red, like tartan plaid pant. I'm extremely excited about these, so you can... Uh, Go to my Instagram, at JB Briscoe. It's also on Twitter, same place. My Instagram has Lef's uh, Chiefs hot takes. But I want to share the face, the, uh, the new pants with the Facebook audience. So Eddie says, I just wanna, I'd just want like to know if Ford can play like he is now when it's not a contract year. And similar to one of those questions we answered earlier in today's show, I think it's a great question that has a multitude of answers. Here's the problem. The Chiefs did the same thing for Eric Berry and Justin Houston, right? For Eric Berry and Justin Houston, who we now refer to only in regard to their cap numbers and how little they're playing, and like obviously both of them had other issues that like Eric Berry had, like cancer. But you you talk about those guys now after we crushed John Dorsey for not signing them for, for signing them a year too late. Dorsey signed Eric Berry and Justin Houston, a year too late. It costs the Chiefs tens of millions of dollars per player. And they're in a worse situation now. Travis Kelsey was signed at the right time. It honestly kind of looks like Cam Irving was signed at the right time. Mitchell Schwartz got a deal that has been a great value. But Berry and Houston are the key ones. They had their enormous seasons, and then the Chiefs paid them. And so I also want to know if D4 can be the best pass rusher in football during not a contract season. But if the Chiefs franchise D4 with the intention of seeing him play and then using that to inform his next contract, I don't want to be there to pay him after two years of being the best in football. So at this point, maybe you just plan on franchise tagging D4 next year. And then just let him walk. Get that compensatory third or whatever, and that's just it. I don't know. If you think you want him for the long term, the Chiefs need to have that question answered by the end of this season definitively. I don't think the Chiefs can go into this year with a franchise tag to D Ford and then 
make up their minds on if they sign him or not after this year. Because he's either going to have an underwhelming next season, and then it's a lower price, and you're not excited about keeping him, or he'll look like this again next year, and his price is going to go up another enormous ratio. So that's the, that's the problem with waiting on D Ford. Ryan said that in the comments as well. That's, we did that with, with Houston, and it ended... I don't want to say poorly, but poorly. That's true. What well, won't end poorly? Seth Kaiser, the athletic. He joins us next year on Almost Entirely Sports. You're listening to Almost Entirely Sports with Joshua Briscoe on ESPN Kansas City.